0: You're listening to the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting podcast with David Henry. He'll be giving you tips, tricks, ideas, news on new gear, but most importantly, help you make a great Christmas light show. Welcome to the first episode of the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting podcast. In this episode, David will be talking about why he started this podcast, the latest X-Lights version, and we'll take a look at some new and useful products from Matos Designs and Experience Lights, which are similar to 3M Locks, but better. So, what do you need to make a musical Christmas light show happen? Let's find out.
1: My friends, David here from Learn Christmas Lighting, and if you recognize my voice, that's probably because you've seen us on YouTube, been a member of one of our courses, or maybe you've bought the Dominar Beam, our flagship moving headlight that's LED, no heat, no lamps, no fuss, and it's waterproof. Um, so anyways, um, all that to say, welcome. Uh, this is the first episode of a new podcast that, you know, I just said, I, I want to say on a whim, not on a whim, to start because... The Christmas light world is really interesting to me and being a member of it is so cool and so interesting. I'm so glad y'all have me, but, um, because like, okay, so we have a business, many of you guys know this called learn stage lighting in the stage lighting world. And we have Christmas lighting and we teach Christmas lighting too. And in terms of the sheer amount of like new innovative things that come out, um, And the sheer amount of new products and new updates to software like X lights, um, and, and all that stuff, like the sheer amount of this stuff that happens in Christmas lighting is like so much more than stage lighting, like literally, like there is so much more new stuff going on, uh, in, in Christmas lighting than just the stage light world. it's, it's absolutely nuts um it it truly is um and so um (laughs) and so it's just it makes me laugh sometimes um, because it's like wow like this industry like the christmas light world is so much smaller than that world so anyways i wanted to start a podcast just to talk about that kind of stuff okay just to go ahead And be like, hey, guys, you know, if you want to listen to this on your commute, if you still got one of those, um, obviously, like I work at home a lot of the time and I know a lot of people do, um, you know, if you want to listen to this while you work out, if you do that, um, I should, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, What I want to do with this podcast is really highlight, you know, teach a little bit about Christmas lighting. That's what we do here, of course teach a little bit, you know, show you some things you could really use, uh, news you could use. Um, and, and we're going to start this podcast. First of all, in teaching, we're going to start like at the very, 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 very ground level. Okay. Um, like you're thinking about doing a Christmas light show. Then we're going to talk about what's new in Christmas lighting. Uh, we're also going to talk about any releases to X lights, any new versions of X lights and, uh, if it matters to you, you know, what, what, if there's anything in it, that's really exciting because I know that like, okay, you know, there's no way as a hobbyist that you can possibly keep up with everything that's going on. Um, because I mean, literally like I work with commercial software a lot of times, it's pretty expensive and they don't put out near the amount of updates that Excel does. And that's not, you know, throwing any shade at them. It's just like, wow. So all that to say, let's begin. So today, guys, I want to talk about what do you need to make a musical Christmas light show work? Uh, It used to be a lot more complicated than it is now. It's still fairly complicated, but it is getting better, okay? So to, to really make a show like with music, like you see, you know, in pretty much every city and even in rural areas, there's there's somebody who does this stuff, right? And that, that may be how you found this podcast, how you found this show, how you found Lord Christmas lighting, all that good stuff, right? Um, you know, uh, it, it may just be how you, how you figured that, okay? Um, what do you need to make that happen? Okay, you see all those lights flashing, there's music on the radio. Um, how in the world does all that all work? Okay, um, well, for just like a short, like, you know, 30,000 foot view of the basic components, um, it used to take a lot more, it still takes a good amount. So you start out in a computer, okay? This can be a Mac, this can be a PC, and you use this program called X-Lights. Most people use X-Lights. It's amazing. Um, it, it took me a year or two to get one over to it, but once I was, I'm never going back to anything else. Uh, and you basically draw out the different props, as we call them, that you would want to have in your Christmas light show. So if you want snowflakes, you can download snowflakes from the vendors who sell them. Uh, the, the, the model's free, but, but you can buy the actual snowflake and put lights in it, and it's made out of plastic. Um, you can bring in straight lines, you know, you can bring in matrices, which are just, you know, grids of lights. Um, you can bring in the moving lights that we use, you know, all that stuff. You bring that into the computer and you start to dream, uh, and you draw it all out. And then you do what's called sequencing. And sequencing is the programming. Uh, The cool thing about sequencing is in a program like X Lights, you can actually bring in the song, okay? And then you can, on top of that, um, play all these different effects on different groups of lights and individual sets of lights that, that you've got in your show. Then, this is the cool part. You save your sequence, okay? And it used to be Like, when I started this, uh, most people ran, a lot of people ran their shows still off of, like, your computer. Okay, and you had to run a network wire outside and all that jazz. Um, Now, there's something called FPP, and it did exist back then. And now, even better than that, it's actually built into the controllers. So, out in your yard, basically, you're going to have these controller boxes. And they do a couple things for your lights. They power them. Because they're a low-voltage type light, they're not, they can't just plug into the wall these pixel lights that we have, okay? So they power the lights that are out there, they also give them data, they tell them what to do, okay? Um, And then the third thing that these controllers do now, um, they didn't used to do this, is they all have, most of them anyways, not all of them, but many of them have show players built into them. So now your music and the information that it needs to send to the lights is all saved into that controller. And so now, even with bigger shows, you know, and shows, a lot of shows, you have multiple controllers, they can all stay in sync with each other without sending a lot of information out because they're just sending enough information to stay in sync. All the information they're playing out to the lights and the music and whatnot, that's all stored on them. And so what that means is it, it's actually easier than it's ever been to put on one of these shows to put on a Christmas light show or a Halloween light show or Easter light show or whatever you're doing, because you know, in one piece, one piece, no network cables going from your your living room to your your outdoors. Um, You literally can run that wirelessly or just bring the controllers inside and plug them in. Um, And, and you can run them wirelessly. And then they've got a clock built in. They can schedule, and every night at 5 p.m. or whenever you start, uh, you know your show starts playing. The lights start flashing. Uh, the music's playing. You plug in an FM transmitter. These are pretty easy to find and buy out there. Uh, one that's that's compliant with the Part 15 rules by the FCC, which just means you can use it on a license that's small enough, etc. And then your stuff plays, and your controllers uh, plug in, and they they send power to the lights. And to be honest, today in 2022, as I record this, it while there's a lot of details that I cut out in that description, it's actually not that much more complicated. Like, you need props. You need a computer to sequence on initially. Uh, you can, by the way, buy sequences and, and import them, map them to your particular items. Uh, and That can be a great time saver. And uh, then you go ahead and you've got controllers, which generally have power. They have power supplies in them now. You can even buy them completely pre-built, which is huge because it didn't used to be that way. I feel like an old fogey. Um, and and then you can go ahead, literally. And uh, what, what you do from there is, is uh, you know, controllers, power supplies, they're kind of together in one unit. They play the show, too. And then you plug an FM transmitter in, stick it in a waterproof box, uh, stick it all outside, set up the schedule, plug in the lights. And as long as you set everything up correctly, it really does work. Um, and it's cool. So so that's it, guys. Um, let's talk about, now I want to get into, uh, if you've been around the hobby for a while and you listen to that first segment, you know, what do you need to make a Christmas light show happen? You're like, David, this is so old news. This is just, stop boring me. And hopefully you're still around because we're going to talk about some new stuff. Because as I mentioned, you know I'm constantly watching all these Facebook groups and places where people post and vendors are posting, and there's like a billion different vendors in Christmas lighting. If you haven't learned already, Um, and uh, one thing that that I saw posted the other day really caught my eye, and it's from a company called Experience Lights, and it is called the Pixel Two DMX. Okay, so Experience Lights is a company made by uh, David Peace and Lee Lindquist, and they're two real smart guys who have been, over the past year or two, making control type products, controller type things that are really innovative and out of the box and just shake the mold with, with how well they think through things and make things that that really make an impact, like they're markably different than what existed out there before them. And so this Pixel 2 DMX, this is cool. So DMX, for those who uh, may not be familiar, is what we use in the professional lighting world to control all the lights you see at concerts, okay? And so what that means basically is it's a little different than the pixels that we plug into the pixel controllers. It's a different signal. It doesn't have power in with it. Uh, and then there's some other differences too. But the the thing that's always been with this hobby is most pixel controllers that you buy can have a DMX output, okay? There are some caveats though, and some of the newer controllers. If you want to use the DMX output, if you have it and uh, you want to use it, then you might eat up one of your outputs for pixels. For um, for and, and it can be even a receiver board output that that would control up to four strings of pixels or more. Okay, and I know I'm simplifying that. If you've been around the hobby for a long time, but I'm you know trying to keep it simple. Um, and so and so that's all well and good, but also your DMX stuff, whether it's uh, a moving beam light. Or a froggy uh, fog machine or their little fobble machine that shoots out those fog bubbles or a snow machine or like regular waterproof stage light type lights. Um, You know, with any of these, you are going to find that you need DMX. And yes, DMX, when it comes out of your controller, you can run it on a really long cable to get to your lights because DMX is meant to go long distances. Okay. It's what we use in the the stage lighting world, like I mentioned, and it can go real far. (laughs) There's, you can look up the spec, it's real far. Okay, um, and it can run over network cable, which which can be super handy too. But regardless, it's, it's just, you know, a lot of cabling if you have a lot of DMX things around your yard, and you gotta get them back to your controller to get DMX or to chain them all together. So, Experience Lights, they came out with, or they're, they're coming out, with something called the Pixel 2 DMX, okay? And what it does is it plugs into a 12-volt line of pixels, and uh they don't have a, a price on it yet. Or I, I kind of jokingly uh they said we don't have a shipping date and then it said it says on the picture coming late October 2022. So I thought that was funny. Um uh, but and I, I did I did uh comment facetiously on that and got a reply. But anywho, but um but all that it does is it simply takes a pixel signal okay because pixel signals are based off of dmx signal um though it's a different type of signal the two are connected in a way at the at your computer level that it makes sense that you can translate between the two okay um and so what they basically did is they made a box that gives you dmx for the rest of the dmx universe that your pixels on so what that basically means is and, and we don't have all the specs here is that when you have DMX, you get 512 channels in what's called a DMX universe, okay? And that's when you have a regular DMX cable, that's like all the DMX that's coming out, okay? It's one universe. And so what you can do is you can go ahead and that's 170 pixels or 512 channels of moving lights and other stuff, okay? So, so the cool thing was that um, now instead of having to go back to your controller, to plug in DMX, or maybe your controller doesn't have DMX, or you're using up a port that could be a long-range receiver board, and you don't want to do that, you just take this at the end of your pixel string. It just needs 12 volts, um, probably less than that, honestly, um, a little bit. You know, it could probably be on the weekend. And one end is pixel, so that's the end that gets power from the previous light. And then the next end just spits out the rest of the DMX. Um, I assume it just kind of fills out the DMX universe that it's on so that that's up to 170 pixels of data and turns it into 510 channels of DMX. Or may, maybe it's always 170. I, maybe it's less sometimes. I don't know. So it, it can't, like, the, the things it can't do is you can't go ahead and, like, come out of a prop that's a pixel, go into this box, shoot out DMX, and then go back into more props. For that, you would need the DMX2 pixel, which I don't think has been invented yet and probably never will be. Um, But but the thing is it's like super handy that you can come out of a run of pixels out of your controller, run it until, you know, the voltage is low enough that you're not going to run that many more pixels on it, plug in this box and then plug in your, your fog machine or plug in your, your moving lights or whatever. It's like so nice that you can come out of a controller and say, like, say you have the the typical moving heads on the roof look that a lot of people do, right? Then you could totally go and come right out of this controller and, or come right out of a string of pixels, you know, right out of your controller, go to a string of pixels. Maybe they go up your house onto the roof, you know, halfway across the roof and then boom, there's your moving lights. You plug this little pixel to DMX in, and boom. You, you knock it right into there, okay? So um, so that is super cool as well, and uh, just a, a cool thing that's come out. The other thing that I wanted to highlight that uh, has come out, recently has been popular, are these uh, three locks, or or, or uh, Experience Lights has one called Click-It. And, and basically what these are is um, what we call in the industry IDC-type connectors. So, uh, basically there are, when you have uh, pixels and you need to splice things together, okay, maybe you're replacing a bad pixel, maybe you're creating a custom like string, you can use a product called the 3M Scotch Lock, which is an awesome product because you just cut the wire, you don't have to strip any wire. You you push the Scotch Lock on with pliers. Now there's a special plier that makes it a lot easier, but you can use like standard pliers. And in one fell swoop, it connects the two wires together, it waterproofs them with some goop inside, that's called dialectic grease, and and then you're ready to go. And you didn't have to strip the wire. It was really easy, almost tool-free, etc. Okay, the problem with Scotch locks um, is that it only does one wire at a time. I mean, they're still great. It's way better than getting out there, having a soldering iron on a ladder or something like that, you know, when you can just grab these little red things that kind of look like candy, they're not, um, and... And you stick your two wires in them, you squeeze it down, and you're done, right? Um, but there's been some innovation there. So both Mattos Designs, they have their, their uh, Scotch Lock. They have their own brands of Scotch Lock. But now they also have their – what do they call them? Oh, my goodness. i got to find out what they're called. Uh, <laughs> they have a waterproof uh, triple Scotch Lock, basically. And uh, I will find them. I will win. They call them the Matos Designs gel-filled connectors. But now they have the three-lock gel-filled connectors. And so the cool thing about this is it's a triple. So you just put in all six wires, you hold them there, and you smash it down, okay, with pliers. Um, And that's the cool thing. And you just cut them, and oh my goodness, they've got them on subscribe and save. That's awesome. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I should do that. Um, But it's really cool and it's got the gel in there to, to, you know, all that. But it's like, okay, now instead of trying to fit three, like when you try to fit three in a tight space and you don't want to pull the wire back apart like a ton and and make it all ugly, it gets a little bit tight. It really does uh, with the traditional Scotch Locks. So this is super nice that all three wires can go in from one side, all three wires to the other side, crunch it down, rock and roll. Uh, Experience Lights also has uh, one. They're calling theirs the clickets. I'm not sure if they're out yet. Um, They also use pliers. Um, I don't see any goop inside these, but I believe they have called them, I believe they do call them waterproof. Um, So it's unsure to me as to exactly why that is. Oh, it is gel-filled. Okay, it is gel-filled. So they've got a little bit of a different approach, but... Kind of the same thing, um, and it's exciting because ultimately uh, it makes it so that we can go out there, you know, in this hobby and fix our stuff faster, easier, less stress fee free, and with a higher wife approval factor, with a higher uh, a factor of of you know any spouse that we have uh, <laughs> seeing it and making sure that they like it. So, um, guys, I hope that makes sense to you. Um, Really cool stuff. Uh, I wanted to talk about X-Lights quick to kind of round out the show here of the news desk. And so um, there is a new version out, 2022.17, as I speak. It came out uh, September 8th. Um, there's been a lot of good things, new controllers added, etc. Um, if you haven't already checked out like updates to X-Lights this year, uh, a couple big things that have really uh, been helpful are that... Uh, with custom models, if you use those for custom shapes, it's much easier now. There's some options in there to be able to uh, to flip custom models if you wired them wrong, basically, like flip to so the start and end switch. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff just to, to make it easier overall. Uh, there's also been some really good, helpful uh, tweaks to moving heads to add colors to them and, in general, uh, make them easier. Um, and so that's that's been a huge thing that you can literally take an existing custom model and remap it in a couple different ways in order to make that uh, work a lot better. You know, there's always little things in here. Like I was just looking at the July uh, update that came out and, you know, they added the, in the, the test Section of it, they added a little option to uh, if the lights are flipping RGB RGB to just have every fiftieth pixel uh, tagged, which I think means it turns white. You know, I think that's what that does. Um, so super cool, guys. Um, if you haven't checked it out, X lights is what we use uh, to make these shows. Um, but what we use, guys, is uh, Learn Christmas Lighting. So um, the only promotion we've got, guys, is a uh, thank you for watching listening, uh, listening to the show. Is that what you do? You listen to the show. That is what you do. And thank you for doing so. Um, it would be, is a huge help. Uh, we're going to get this posted on all the places. And if you did listen and you do like it, be sure to, uh, let us know. And the best way to do that is to go to iTunes, or I think it's now Apple music and, uh, give us a review there. Let me know what you think about the show. We'll try to get a couple episodes out here quick as we get into the season, uh, be encouraging, informative, and as helpful as we can be. Thanks so much. I hope you have a great day and a Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you for listening to the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting podcast with David Henry. If you are interested in our domino beam or any other Christmas lighting equipment, please visit our Christmas lighting store at store.learnchristmaslighting.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, Please listen to our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Don't forget to grab our free guide to begin with Christmas lighting on learnchristmaslighting.com. Learn Christmas Lighting. Helping you bring the fun back in Christmas lighting.